on today's episode of the Just Jazz podcast, we will be taking a look at the playoffs. We're finally here. The matchup is set. The field is almost set. Play-ins are, are happening now. And the Jazz have a, a good draw in, in a Dallas team. Um, so we'll be reviewing that, going over our high note, low note of the week. A little bit of keeping up with Q. Q next. And as always, our buzzer beat and hot takes. All right, Max, here we go. Left-hand dribble, hands off the memo, for money, yes! Cash it in the bank! Runs it to Burks, catch and shoot three, no. Rebound, oh my! I gotta see that over and over again. Played by who? Mitchell. This is Just Jazz, your weekly podcast for Utah Jazz game analysis, news, rumors, predictions, undying love, and more. We're your hosts, Zach and Max, playoff edition, uh, Baja Blast from Taco Bell in hand. Um, we're ready to go. I got my Western Conference Finals uh, champions, Utah Jazz hat on, trying to manifest. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the Jazz have had a little bit of Inconsistent scares. Uh, been playing games with us as of late, um, but I think going into the playoffs, there's a reason to hope and expect the Jazz to be a different team, and we're going to talk about that in um, the upcoming games in the series against the Mavs. So uh, let's jump right into it, Zach. What are you looking forward to about this Mavs series? First of all, Max is rocking his Western Conference champions hat. I'm rocking my D Faves autographed hat. Um, so. It's a good day to be a Jazz fan, but yeah. Let's first talk about the elephant in the room. Game 82, Luka Doncic was suspended for. He picked up his 16th technical of the year. Dallas Mavericks and the NBA decided, you know what? That's crap. Luka's got to play. Luka plays, and in the third quarter, left calf strain. Now, Dallas is holding it pretty close to their chest. They, they haven't been saying a ton. Um, you know, the players, they asked Spencer Dinwiddie, they asked Jalen Brunson. Both of them said, oh, yeah, Luca." you know, there's, they haven't told us anything that he's not. But Jason Kidd tipped his hat a little bit and said he's in good spirits. And normally when a coach says you're in good spirits – that means it's a little bit bigger of an injury than you're willing to put out. So what are you in good spirits about? Like you're just feeling good. Like you're just like, ah, like like, the situation I'm feeling better about it. Yeah. I might not be able to play, but whatever. I mean, good spirits or is it like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be back. That kind of good spirit. It's hard to tell. Like, yeah. I mean, most, most times when like they said that Joe was in good spirits the day after he tore his Achilles or his ACL. Right. Like, that's the thing. So the Jazz, we've actually had two calf strains this year, um, Rudy and Bogey. Both of those guys were longer than 17 days. So if that's the case, Luca's not coming back till game five. 
if if that happens, I think that the Jazz can win this series pretty handily, right? Now, you don't want to get ahead of yourself, but not having Luka and having a healthy Jazz team, that's a big deal. Yeah. What was the date that he was injured? Was he hurt April he was hurt 10th? Sunday. April Sunday, 10th. April 10th. Okay, so April 10th, he was hurt. Let's just say, what was the what was the league average, Zach? I remember you pointing that out to me. What was the league average for Six, 16 days? 16 days. So game one kicks off on Saturday, April 16th, six days since the injury. Then we got a game on April 18th, a game on the 21st, a game on the 23rd. And that's the first four. So if a team isn't swept, then we start getting into game five around the 25th. And the 25th, even then, that's, you know, a day before the average timeline for someone returning from a calf strain. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I, I could see, I mean, it depends on how desperate the Mavs are feeling. Like, let's say the Jazz are up, are winning the series. Are they going to come back and feel like, hey, we need to bring back Doncic early? Or are they just going to play it safe because what are the odds that they actually go deep in the playoffs this year anyways? It's going to be really interesting to see what happens, what the, the, the timeline ends up being for him and how aggressive they, they want to be in getting him back. Because as we know, this injury can lead to something much worse. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that you have to realize, right? Is Dallas going to be very desperate? Dirk has had an injury his fourth year in the league, much like Luka right now. And Dallas decided, hey, you know, this is our franchise guy. We got to shut him down, right? Like one playoff series. When Dallas, I don't think Dallas thinks they're good enough to come out of the West right now. And so, like, their, their window still isn't for a couple of years. So you got to sit there and think, is it worth it, right? J.J. Barea during Dirk's um, prime had a had an cap strain that they brought him back early, led to an Achilles tear. Like, this, this isn't an injury that you mess around with. So, like, I think that Dallas is going to play it. First of all, they're going to play it very close to their chest, right? They're not going to tell us um, anything more than they need to. Have the gamesmanship of everything. But we need to figure out, hey, like, we got to win. And, and we got to win in any way possible. And one of those things is take advantage of, of games that Luca's out. Take advantage of times that Luca's out, right? Because if Luca misses time, they really only have Brunson and uh, Dinwiddie that are there. And it's, you know, that's – if one of them goes out, right, who's the playmaker? They don't have other playmakers on this team. And so it's going to be very, very interesting to see and figure out, you know, what it is that we're going to be able to do this playoff series. Yeah, I agree. Um... Lots, there's lots to look at there. And the thing about the Mavs is they have a very shallow bench. Um, they're already missing Hardaway junior. Um, it's, you know, even if Doncic comes back, who knows how healthy he's going to be. Uh, you know, as a jazz fan, obviously I'm biased, but we're biased, but 
I think it's pretty safe to say that with those two guys out, Doncic especially, like the Jazz are easily favorited. And I don't see this series going much beyond even four games, but I'd say worst case scenario, five games. Um, you know, you, you, I've been saying you want to face, it's a bummer when the team you're facing loses someone to injury. You want to, you want to beat the team at their best, but at the same time, a lot of the, like you look at a lot of the teams going to win it all. And you, it's just all about, you know, the matchups and uh, the luck of the draw. Like sometimes you, you get a team that has some injuries and you're able to, get through a round easier and quicker than expected gives you more time to relax, um, to prepare for the next series. And, you know, you take, you take what you're given. And I think that this is a huge opportunity, especially knowing that we'll most likely face the Suns in the second round. This is a huge opportunity. The Jazz need to capitalize. They need to get through this series quick so that they can relax and start preparing mentally, physically, emotionally for the Suns in the second round. Cause we know that's not going to be an easy matchup. Um, it's going to be extremely difficult, very, we're very capable. That's going to be extremely difficult to get past the Suns going to the Western Conference Finals. Um, so, yeah, as we said, game one kicks off this Saturday. It's a very early game, um, but it's going to be exciting nonetheless. Very much looking forward to it. Um, Zach, we got to talk about our high note, low note. Going into the playoffs, what would you say? Let's just – uh, encapsulate the playoffs. What was the high note of this season and going into the playoffs for you? I mean, my high note is going into the playoffs healthy, right? This, this version of the jazz, we've never seen healthy in the playoffs. We had, you know, we played Denver and bogey was out and Conley missed the first two games for the birth of his son. Um, and then, you know, last year, Donovan missed game one. Conley missed the entire second round, basically. Like, we haven't been healthy. And so this year, we're finally going into it and realizing, hey, you know, this is what we got to do. Like, we were healthy. We're the same team. We're a better version of the team we were last year, right? Our record might not show it. But it's time to go out. We've been preaching, like, hey, wait till the playoffs, wait till the playoffs, wait till the playoffs. Well, here we are, right? We're in the playoffs. So you got to figure that out. You got to figure out how can you win now that you're here. So that's my high note is just being healthy. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, uh, you know, we haven't seen this in a long time. We've had a lot of injuries, especially in the playoffs. I'm really excited. I think that's a high note as well. For me, the high note is that it's, you know, for what it's worth in a way, the playoffs, it's a whole different season. You know, you can kind of forget about all that happened. You can uh, go into the playoffs with a, a new mindset and just leave it all in the past. And I think the Jazz have a, a not forgettable season, but one that they can put behind them and recreate for themselves. You know, I think that I'm trying to, to word this in the right way, but you know, they, they blew a lot of leads. They lost a lot of games they shouldn't have. And we know what the Jazz are capable of, especially Donovan Mitchell, like his clutch play. He struggled uh, consistency-wise. The team as a whole has con struggled consistency-wise. And I think that the Jazz can look at this as an opportunity to forget everything that's happened, put it all in the past. You know, we've had a lot of personnel changes, lots of new players come to the team. And let's just move forward with an optimistic, positive mindset. And, 
make the best of it. I think that the, you know, we know that the jazz are very capable of making some noise in the playoffs. We have Donovan Mitchell, who has very much shown that he is capable very much, you know, he's an all, he's a superstar performer when it comes to the playoffs, he can make all the difference. And if all the pieces are clicking, all the new additions, everything, the jazz can go deep. And I'm really excited to see what they're able to put together. And if they're able to leave behind their, their weaknesses and, uh, you know, put together some, some good series to get them to Western conference finals and hopefully the NBA finals. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, right. Is, is you got to, you got to put together series. You got to put together wins and, and build the confidence. My low note, however, Max going into it is right. The, the fourth quarters. And we've really struggled since January 1st. We've been the 26th best team in the clutch in the league. That's honestly horrific. But the thing that's, you know, I'm hopeful for is before January 1st, we were fourth best in the clutch. Like this, this team has it right. We, we've seen it before from this team. It just has to be unlocked where, where we figure out how to be great come fourth quarter time. And if, if you want to go far, that's, that's where it comes. I agree. This team, my low note is just a lack of consistency and it kind of plays into that. You know, we, we've seen very few games this season where they put it all together. You know, they're firing on all cylinders, their defense is on point. Um, we struggle to put together consistent streaks of games where we're playing as a unit on both ends of the floor. And that is a low note. That's a concern for me. We, and especially with all the new mates that have joined, you know, you, it's just hard to make all the pieces fit. Um, it's hard to put the puzzle together. But that being said, we do have a lot of awesome pieces and we do have the potential to make it all work and play out to the way we need it to be to have a successful playoff run. So um, in a way, the low note is also a high note, um, but the consistency um, in play and just as a team, you know, the, the personnel is a bit concerning for me because we're not fully meshed in my opinion. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's more, there's more chemistry that, that we need to see. So let's kind of look in on the series, right. And into Dallas and, and figure out kind of, kind of what we got. So we split the season series two two, but there's two games that you can kind of throw out. The first one was Christmas day where Dallas played without Luca. And then the other one was the last game we played where we were without Bogdanovich. Um, we were without Bogdanovich, Rudy, Whiteside, and Daniel House, right? So that's that's four of your playoff rotation. They end up beating us by 14. So you, you can't really um, count that one. So, you know, the, the Dallas beat us 111-103 on March 7th. And then we beat them 114-109 on um, February 25th. So those, those are kind of the two biggest games that, that I want to look at. And Donovan Mitchell played terrible in the losses, 
right? Donovan Mitchell in the loss had 14 points. It was one of his season lows. In the win, he had 33, right? The keys to this series are whether Luca plays or not, it's Rudy and it's Donovan. If Donovan can can figure out his fourth quarter and and put together complete games, we're in a great spot. And if Rudy can dominate so that Dallas can't run these small ball lineups, we're in a great spot. Rudy hasn't been able to do that. We haven't been able to get Rudy the ball and say, give us 20 and 20. Like, do whatever it takes. Rudy's only averaging about 5.6 shots per game against Dallas this year. How many? 5.6. Jeez. And there's really no one that should be able to stop him. Um, I mean, Powell's pretty good, but. Powell's pretty good, right? But they're going to run a small ball lineup for most of the game. Yeah. They're going to run Finney Smith at the five because that's the way that everyone has beat the Jazz in the playoffs. So why not run a small ball lineup? But the other big thing that I think um, benefits us is Jalen Brunson, right? Brunson's a great player, but Brunson's only, you know, six foot at best. So that gives Mike Conley someone to guard. That makes it so they can't mismatch and, and have Mike Conley there, you know, just stranded on an island having to guard Luca or having to guard Reggie Bullock or Spencer Dinwiddie because there's another six foot player on the court. And I think that's a huge benefit for us. Oh, yeah. Did you see uh, the Finney Smith slander, the shade they threw at Rudy Gobert today? Saying um, not really. Looking forward to basically looking forward to getting up a lot of threes if Gobert, you know, guards him as when they play small ball. Good. Have if Finney Smith beats us, I'll tip my cap. Like I just, I just think that it's like know, Terrence Mann beating us. Yeah, like, I, it, it's, it's interesting, right, to, to think about that and be like, okay, what is it that we're going to do? And, and really, if Luca isn't out there, which I don't want to speculate, but I have a, at least the first two, I have a very tough time seeing Luca play the first two games. And so you have to take advantage of that because you can stop. You have good enough defense that you can stop Spencer Dinwiddie. That last game that we played them, Dinwiddie went off from three. He's not that great of a three-point shooter. I'd be interested to see what his three-point percentage is now. But I remember like the first – I think we were like the sixth game after they had traded for him, and he was shooting like over 40%. And he's like – his career is like 32 or 33% from three. Like it's – pretty low he's not that great so you know like that last you know he had a great game and uh Bertans had a good game the Jazz our, our defense can slow those guys down yeah and uh, especially if they don't have Luca creating for all those guys it's going to be a whole different story so Dinwiddie is a career 32 percent three-point shooter yeah since he's joined Dallas he's 40 percent He's maintained 40. Yes, he's maintained 40, which is his best. His best previous year was 33.9. Or this, no, this year's 33.9 with this. I guess he had in Brooklyn, he had a 37. But like 
that's I, I do credit a lot of that to Dinwiddie getting wide open looks, right? Luka makes makes the correct read, which really helps all these shooters. But Dallas this year without Luka is eight and nine. The teams they've beaten were OKC, who is a bottom five team in the league, Charlotte, who is currently thirty. So they're the tenth seed in the East. Um, Minnesota, so a playoff team. Portland, sixth worst team. Sacramento, joke of a franchise. Houston, take that back. That's my hometown. The biggest joke of a franchise in Houston. Sacramento again, and then Houston again. Right. So they've beaten one playoff team without Luca. And they're, uh, that's the seven seed, right? So this isn't like back against the wall. Are these guys going to be able for, to perform? Because, yes, Luca will perform. Luca is what I'm scared of. But if Luca doesn't play, like if, if Luca doesn't play, Max, what, what, does the, what does the ranking hierarchy look like? Of like best player on each team, oh, or it like it has to go Donovan, Rudy, Mike, JC. No, Bogey, 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 JC, and then Dinwiddie's six. Uh, I mean, I think that I, JC, I, I think you can give a Mavs player before JC, but like, is that a 5A, 5B, or is it five and then JC six? I mean, Jalen Brunson is an incredible player. Um, I just think that the ball's not in his hands enough. But but for sure, there's there's not there's for sure four jazz players, four, right? We're we're the first four players in that series, and that means a lot, right? And and you look at this bench, you look at this team that Dallas is gonna put out. So this is based on their current minutes. Um so you have Luca who plays 35 minutes. He's you know. I'm, I'm counting him out for games one and two. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I eat my words here, but he's 35 minutes. You have Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, and Dwight Powell. That's, that's your starting five. Then your bench, you're sitting Maxi Kleba, Davis Bertans, Jay, what's this Green. guy? Josh, Josh Green. Josh Green. Like, that's your eighth guy? Yeah, they have a very shallow bench. Like, especially if he's missing time. Like, sure, because in the playoffs, kid can play Luca forty minutes. You can play your star for forty minutes. But if your star's out, like, are you playing Dinwiddie forty? Are you playing Brunson forty? Like, I mean, you're gonna have to. You're gonna you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to run a seven man lineup. Who I mean, who else? Who's their eighth man? Without Luca. Their eighth man is Josh Green without And then ninth, they don't really have a ninth. Their ninth man is Trey Burke. Trey Burke? Let's go. <laughs> Vengeance game for him, maybe. Like, that's, that's the thing you have to realize, is if Luca is out, you have to win. Like, you have to take advantage of every game that Luca's out. The Jazz cannot look at this as like, oh, we've got the fourth best or the four best players with Luca out. 
they got to look at it as like we need to destroy this team as quickly as possible. Yes. I want it to be like annihilation. So like pedal to the metal. Don't let up until you know guaranteed win. Pull the guys out before there's any injuries. But they need to take care of business from the get go. I mean, this is a huge advantage. If if Luca does even miss the first two games only, if we can break home court advantage when he comes back, I mean that's the game changer. How are they going to be able to change the momentum? with us at home up 2-0 unless we just blow it. And, and that's – me and Max were talking about that today. It's, it's a very big thing that we don't have the home court advantage in this game, especially if Luke is missing time. Because if it's, if it's 2-0, right, if we're the home team, Luca misses game one and two. We take care of ourselves at home. We go up 2-0. Then we go back to Dallas, where we have the momentum. But, oh, who comes back? Luca? Like, that flips a lot. And so now that we're on the road, if you even split, right? If you just split there and then come home, like, splitting is, is going to be big enough, right? It, it flips home court. But if you go up 2-0 and then you come back, and say Luca comes back game three now, like it's a very, very big difference because now you have the best fans in the NBA and the loudest home court advantage in the NBA. But well, the- you can't come back and play Doncic for 40 minutes because he's coming off a pretty significant injury, possibly. And he might- yeah, like that's that's the thing. And and so like what is it, what is it that that's gonna happen? And, and so not having home court gives you that competitive advantage, especially if Luca's missing time. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's looking very good for the Jazz. You hate to say it, but Doncic being out really makes it look good for the Jazz. And like I said, I, I want the Jazz to go in and get the series over with. I want them to be able to rest. I, I mean, who knows what the Clippers will be able to do against the Suns. And that's saying if the Clippers win the plan, I'm really hoping they do. Not on my Pels, baby. I mean, the Pels would be awesome. I think the Clippers have a better chance at maybe making it a difficult round. The Suns are going to take care of business either way, in my opinion. But even if, you know, they're somehow able to win one or two games, whoever plays the Suns, I mean, we need as much time as possible for the Jazz. We need to win the series and rest so that when we come and play the Suns, we have more rest if possible and we're ready to go. We need time to game plan and get ready. It's going to be a brutal series. And, you know, the Suns are by far the best team in the league. Um, you know, they got a little bit of uh, kryptonite for the Jazz. You know, Chris Paul's mid-range, Devin Booker's mid-range. We we struggled uh, to guard that, and Chris Paul is a menace every time we play him. And so, it's a game we match up well against the Suns. But um, you know, I'm gonna bring it back to the Mavs because that's where we're at right now. We need to focus on the Mavs and take care of business here um, with game Saturday, starting first on game with the game on Saturday so that we can hopefully make it to the next round and make a deep playoff run. Yeah, so I do want to, speaking of the the last play-in game, it's time that I come public and apologize to to Max. So (laughs) with, with 10 games left in the season, and I'm trying to find these messages, um, 
So with 10 games left, the Lakers had a three-game advantage. They were in ninth place at this point, I think. Yeah, they had a they had a three-game advantage of missing like the play-in. There was there was nothing that was out there that I was like, okay. Um like there was there was nothing to show that we that the Lakers were going to miss the play-in. And like I found it, I found it. All right, just read read off that conversation. March 20th, 8:10 a.m. The Lakers really might not even make the play-in as the 10th seed. Lakers remaining schedule was at that point the Cavs, Sixers, Pelicans, Mavs, Jazz, Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets. And then I also rem- uh, listed off the remaining schedule for the Spurs because the Spurs at that point were in 11th place and the Lakers were in ninth and the Pelicans were in 10th. And Zern, or Zach decides to say, losing a three-game lead with 12 left is very, very tough. And, you know, I went on to say whatever I said, but my main point was if Greg Popovich has the chance to take the Lakers and LeBron James out of the playoffs, he will do it. Popovich is not a tanking coach. He has respect and he was going to make it happen. And of course, as history played out, the Lakers went, what did they finish? What were the last 10 games? I don't even remember. So, well, so I, I respond and, um, and I said, Max, the Spurs are three and seven in their last 10. It's not like they're hot right now. Lakers will be in the play-in. And like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, there's, there's no way this happens. And the Lakers just won the Lakers in their last 12. So what was that date? That March was 20th. 20th. So they beat the Cavs the next night. Then they went loss. Loss, 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 win, win. So they went, since that moment, they went two and 10. And the Spurs weren't hot. The Spurs finished six and four. Like, but there was a moment that the Spurs were eight and two. And I was like, holy frick. Like, this team was not hot. The Lakers were not hot. Like, I did not see it coming, but I have to apologize. I'm sending out my deepest apologies and I'll, I'll take, you know, I'll take the blame. I'll take the criticism, whatever, but shout out to the Spurs, right. For giving the NBA for the betterment of the NBA. They did it. Yeah. Zach says, Max, it's too big of a gap. If the Lakers go six and six, they will easily be in. Which in my defense is true in my defense. If they would have gone, because they finished a game back, six and six, they would have easily been in. But the fact of the matter is they went two and ten. That's true. All right, Zach, this is getting a little bit long, so let's start wrapping this up. I do want to say in the last few games, we have seen some great performances from Daniel House and Juan Hernan Gomez. You know, two guys who have joined the roster late in the season. They've shown that they can provide aggressive, feisty defense energy, and even, you know, knocking down big shots. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how Quinn, Quinn uh, integrate, integrates them into the lineups. I think going forward, our success will rely heavily on Quinn 
putting in the right players at the right time and not sticking to, because in the past, you know, we know that Quinn has fit, made these lineups that are just so dominant offensively and he's willing to live or die by it. He's like, if this lineup gets hot, we will destroy and blow our, our opponent. And unfortunately that hasn't been working. And it was the demise of our season last year in the playoffs, I believe. And so I'm looking forward to seeing Quinn, you know, making adjustments and playing the right players, depending on the matchup moving forward into the playoffs. But Zach, what would you say is your buzzer beating hot take for game one on Saturday? question i'll go first statement it's a statement game for donovan mitchell i think he's going to show that you know it's the playoffs he's the real deal he performs in the clutch he's going to make a statement game one i think he's going to change the narrative of him not change but show hey i'm i'm legit keep my name out of your mouth i can play in the fourth it's playoff time this is what matters and here we go statement game for donovan mitchell he's going to score in the 30s i would say actually maybe 27 plus i don't want to see him putting up huge numbers if necessary. I'd love to see a more balanced game, but I'm hoping to see him score 27 plus and we're going to win by 15 points. I'm going to go with the man that I have hated on for the past 10 games or so. Royce or Trent Forrest? No, Trent Forrest has not been 10 games or so. Trent has been hurt. <laughs> I'm going to go with Royce. You know, Royce, I'd like to see a double-digit game from Royce. I don't remember the last time we saw double digits out of him. So, you know, show show me something. I'd like for Royce to have, you know, a solid contributing game where you see his impact. And because we haven't seen that in a while, and I think a week off, you know, really could help Royce. So I'm going to say Royce double digits. The thing about Royce, real quick, just to add to that, is all we really need him to do is knock down his shots, take his shots, be aggressive, drive and kick and make, you know, smart plays without turning the ball over and then playing aggressive defense. Yep. His role is pretty, I mean, that sounds like a lot, but if anything, play aggressive defense and knock down the shots that we need him to hit. That's really what we need from him. And if he can do that, that's going to be huge. You know, that makes all the difference. We just can't have him being hesitant and we can't have him getting lost on pick and rolls and getting lost in the screens because that's when his impact diminishes and it just looks bad for him. Yep. I agree. All right. Let's wrap it up. Any final words for the jazz fans before we embark on this playoff? Take breaking note. Let's change that. You know, it's a new season. It's playoff time. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the jazz do. Donovan Mitchell is the real deal. He can drop 50 points in a playoff game if needed. Hopefully we can win those games when he drops a few points. And I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of everything that's coming. Take freaking note. Take freaking note, people. Let's do it, right? Just the last 80 don't matter. They, they really don't. What you did in the regular season does not matter. What happens in the next month and a half? 28 games matters. In the Jazz's sake, 16 games. Take freaking note, people. Championship coming. Championship or bust.